Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, welcome to a new episode of Sixers Daily. I'm your host, Jazz Kang. Before I jump into things, as always, don't forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, we are there. And of course, check out libertyballers.com for all things Sixers. So Philly does have the day off back in Atlanta tomorrow before their last game before the Christmas break. Uh, Still don't know what the status is of George Niang. Andre Drummond, Shake Milton, they've all been out due to the league's health and safety protocols. Three of just almost 80 players in the NBA now who have tested positive in the past few days. We're also seeing a ton of guys come out of the woodworks. Uh, CJ Miles got signed. I don't think he's played a game since, what, 2018? Um, seen some people that I've never heard of before signing NBA contracts due to the uh, emergency that they're having with, with players missing time due to positive tests with the Omicron variant of COVID-19, but Adam Silver did have a sit-down interview with Malika Andrews on, on ESPN, and they discussed this whole thing, and he basically said, unlike the NHL, who has, which has postponed a bunch of games due to the recent outbreak that we're having of this, uh, he said there's no plans for the NBA to pause the season. Uh, he said they've looked into all the options, but are having trouble coming up with the logic behind why they would want to go on hiatus, even if it's for a week. And it's interesting because we talked about this a bit before uh, on the podcast is is the new variant. Sure, it's more transmissible and it's it's passed around. But, you know, the NBA almost 100 percent vaccinated. A lot of the players not really feeling any too serious of symptoms. Uh, some of the guys who are it's it's been mainly mild. But other than that, we're getting a lot of asymptomatic cases, too. So I think when you're looking at this, um, the logistics of it all. And wanting to go to a game as a paying customer to see B-level talent players, and no disrespect to them, uh, that I think is is the hard part that fans have had to wrap their brains around when it, when it comes to this. But you know, if the NBA can navigate this, this is just my opinion, uh, not saying this is factual at all. But I think if the NBA can navigate maybe the next month or so here with things being up and down in terms of guys being available or not. I think they'll come out of it better ultimately. And at least that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping this is the last phase we have to deal with the pandemic, the last kind of final wave before we start to hopefully wind down. And then once we get into the playoffs, hopefully, you know, in May, April, May, we're not dealing with any of this. Again, that might be optimistic, but that's where I'm at right now. So, um, and again, COVID-19 is not going anywhere. I just think I'm, I'm hoping it'll be, it'll be manageable. And, and that's something Adam Silver said during his sit down with Malika is that the virus isn't going to be eradicated. We're going to have to learn to live with it. And I think that's what we're experiencing in the league right now, end quote. So uh, I think the NBA's kind of had the the right outlook on this. Um, they've had to postpone seven games over the past week, including five over the last three days. Uh, so, uh, you know, doing that, again, it might, it might 
hurt a team in the standings overall, but you don't want to get to this point that, okay, you then you're, you're having one team who has a major outbreak, you know, having to make up five games at the end of the season or, you know, having to shift the schedule around because yeah, in their own way, it's all about money. Let's not get it twisted, but they have their sponsor set up. They have their, their venue set up. They have, uh, their their contracts set up with their broadcast partners, all, all of this. And I think the NBA is right in looking at this that, okay, we're not dealing with a, a, a ton of sick players. And again, the players are, are playing at their own risk and you know they're fully vaccinated. The ones that are having to go home and see their families. I understand there, there is obviously a, a risk there, but the NBA looking at this you know, in terms of the, the bottom line, which again, not surprising um, that they're doing that, but I think trying to play through this, which is something the NFL has said they're taking a similar outlook on, which is we're not even going to bother testing asymptomatic players anymore uh, if they're vaccinated, because if they're going out there and playing and it's and they have that they've had no indication that being on the playing field as has this I'm talking about the NFL has increased the cases. I think the NBA should have to have a similar outlook. And I think that's that's why I agree with Adam Silver saying we're not going to pause the season, take a two-week hiatus, cancel games. It's just basically we're going to go through with this. And the Sixers, once again, unfortunately not playing on Christmas. But, um, you know, Adam Silver did say that they're prioritizing the 2.30, the 5, and the 8 p.m. Those are all Eastern time uh, slots. When, and currently the game's scheduled for those for 2.30. It's Boston-Milwaukee. you got Golden State at Phoenix for the 5, and then Brooklyn at the Lakers for 8. But he said that is the focus as of now, that they want to make sure they get those games in. Uh, those are the ones that uh, at least those three, if things do go crazy over the next, you know, three days here leading up to Christmas Day. Um, but again, the lot, uh, there's so much like it, it, there's so much change and turmoil going on are not just around the NBA, but around the entire world. So I think Adam Silver trying to be a steady hand here and, and just trying to keep things flowing, keep things going as scheduled, I think is the right call, especially if we're not getting too many players getting really sick and we're not getting, you know, a outbreaks caused by by players or, or they're endangering their loved ones i'm hoping they're they're able to figure that out but i ultimately think that is the right way to handle it uh let me know what you think if you want you can give me a tweet at jazz kang 21 that's j-a-s-k-a-n-g 21 i want to touch on some stuff about Joel and bead we'll do that after a short break support for this show comes from sylvan learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, and we're back. Uh, I want to discuss Joel Embiid, who was clutch as as he has been all season against against the Celtics. 
41 points, 10 boards, five dimes overall, uh, close the game out for the team. He's been looking great so far, but you know, looking at what he's been able to do this year, um, in terms of being a clutch scorer, he's, he's the best in the game in terms of scoring, you know, late in the, uh, late in the, in the fourth quarter and, and with a game on the line, um, you know, and beat is shooting 51.9% in the clutch situation, which is the last five minutes of a game. And this is what the league design defines it as, as a team leading or trailing by five points or fewer. And, and so you're looking at what, what he's done. He's averaging 6.3 points a game in those situations. And Paul Hudrick did a wonderful job breaking this down on Liberty Ballers. That's where I'm getting a lot of the numbers from. So check that out if you can. Um, you know, looking at, at what he's developed into and what he's become and the type of player that he is, I almost think it's criminal if, if, if Daryl Morey doesn't make a move. And I'm not saying make a panic move, but trying to get another superstar in next to, to this guy. He's 27 years old turns 28 in March, you know, you're looking at what he's been able to do, not only as a big man in today's game where, you know, you don't see guys who are, who are seven feet tall and dominating down low on the block. He's just so physically imposing and strong defensively without him, you know, the Sixers would, would probably be in the bottom five of the league in terms of uh, how many points they're giving up and defensive rating. And he locks everything down there too. So uh, going back to what the point I was making is, you know, I think Daryl should absolutely try and make a move to bring in a superstar or at least an all-star level player to play with and beat. And whether that happens through Ben Simmons, whether that comes through giving up future assets, hopefully, you know, maybe even trying to parlay out Tobias Harris, who did have a bounce back game against the Celtics with 25 points and seven boards. But you're looking at this team. I love what they have with Embiid. I think Seth Curry has really taken a step in his career this season. Matisse Thybul though he did have some struggles and, and he's again, not, not exactly the most efficient offensive player, but defensively that guy's a stalwart, a juggernaut there. Dick Sixers got a lot of good building blocks. And I just think that with Embiid being in the prime of his career, you want to be able to maximize each season you get out of him, right? Because obviously as he was developing, you know, he missed those seasons after he was first drafted, kind of came up and started showing what he could do. All right. You know, he needs two, three years of seasoning and now he's there. And if he has another envy and, you know, we saw that was with Anthony Davis when he got traded from the Pelicans to the Lakers was that just having somebody else with him and having LeBron, having a, a guy like eight, I mean, LeBron's a different case all, all together, but having Anthony Davis with him, you know, that instantly made the Lakers a, the favorite and they delivered in the, in the, in the bubble. And so now you're looking at this for the Sixers team and, I, and looking around the, the NBA's Eastern conference. Sure. You know, with Brooklyn with Kyrie, Semi back in the fold. I, I think the Bucks, you know, have, have gotten going again, even though they're dealing with some COVID issues as well. But who really scares you in a, in a playoff matchup other than maybe Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Miami? Sure, the Bulls have a good record. Cleveland has a goal re good record. Both unproven teams in the playoffs. And as, as fun as the Cavs are with all their young guys, uh, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley is, is great. Watching, watching them play, I'd take the Sixers over them right now in a, in a seven-game series. I just think that when it comes to experience and knowing how to win in the playoffs, which has been shown time and time again in the NBA that the older teams win, I think the Sixers are right there. And if they're able to maybe add that secondary all-star piece to go along with Joel, and I don't know who it could be, uh, I think they absolutely have to do it, especially with him playing at the level that he has this season despite missing that time with COVID. And it took him some time to get comfortable again with with playing and, and overcoming the the symptoms of that. So 
I think ultimately looking at Daryl Morey should make a move to hopefully bring somebody in. And we still got less than two months to the trade deadline. Um, otherwise, you're looking at a Sixers team that I, I think is at least a second round team might be able to get to a conference final if everything goes right, especially if it's taking on Brooklyn or, or Milwaukee in the second round. But I think if they are able to add that piece, uh, there's no team in the NBA. I don't think the Sixers can beat in, in a seven game series. That'll do it for this episode of Sixers Daily. I'll be back on the post game following the Sixers game in Atlanta, and we'll have a couple of days off for the Christmas break. But as I mentioned off the top, don't forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us wherever you get your fix. And of course, check us out online at libertyballers.com. <laughs>